Alright, check this out. Before we get started, if you're listening to us on our Mumble Sauce Radio YouTube channel and haven't done so, hit that subscribe button and that bell notification so you can get notified whenever we drop a new episode of Go Live. And if you're listening to us on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, subscribe to us there as well. Alright, now let's get to it. You are now listening to the Mumbo Sauce Podcast. Hell yeah. Keeping it litty for the Chocolate City. Hey, what up, man? It's your man, Tony Tone. And your boy, John John. Man, you listening to the Mumbo Sauce Podcast, man. We live out here in Richmond, VA, man. Capsidity. Yes, sir. Whole South Side, man. Where we at, man? What's this young called again? Man, I don't know. We off Miss Logan Turnpike. Kick, kick back, Hey, man, shout out to my man Nezzo. The whole South Side, Mosby Court. What up, Mosby Court? What up, Nezzo? Yes, sir. Yeah, I know about Richmond, Broad Street. Yeah. I like to go down there to uh, Santi's and get me a barbecue chicken pizza. See, I don't know nothing about that. They're going to have to show me around. And then I go over there to Auntie Ann's and get a hot piece of fried chicken with a uh, pancake. I like oh, syrup on my chicken. Somebody bougie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, the topic of this discussion is, is the music in this generation trash? What say you? You know what I'm saying? Um, Big Sean. No, nah, I'm, I'm gonna go last. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna clean it up. Let's, uh-huh. let's just say that. So I, I'm gonna throw it to. Let's start with Kenji and end with me. Okay. All right. What's up, everybody? KD. And, yes, sir. Um, I don't think the generation. Can you hear me? Uh, I don't think it's a. I think there's a difference between the music, but. I, I don't think any music is trash because I think it's subjective to the people who are perceiving it. So it just depends on what you grow up on, what you value, uh, what sonically feels good to you, and where you are at the time. Because sometimes it's music that I love that I don't want to hear because I'm going through certain things at certain times. So um, at the end of the day, I just think, you know, creativity is subjective to the user. and. it's really a young man's game, but I think through hip-hop, we've shown that it can stand the test of time. And now we have people who are 50 years old who are still prominent and heavy in the game that are to be just as respected as the young guys, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... That's, real, that's true. Very true. You know, music is forever, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's mm-hmm. just vibrations, and it's a story to tell. But a lot of the times it's used for the wrong reason, I think. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's, I feel like a lot of times it's oversaturated with the everyday one-two step. But like, there's still people who have real experiences and have learned how to articulate that through their music. And that's what makes it, you know, legendary in my mind. Do you think today's music is album worthy? What's an album to you? I will say like, today a lot of the young guys now, there are uh, less than 5% probably that I would say that make album-worthy music because it's so dime a dozen. It's just like, where we go, where we coming from, you know, living in the DMV, like everybody got a t-shirt company, so everybody you know selling something, a shirt with something on it, but what makes sure is the one everybody want? Like, it gotta be relatable. So, to answer that question, I really don't think that there are a lot of album-worthy musicians at this point in time. I just, I just wanted to ask you that question so I could go ahead and make I my point a little Scarface, bit. <laughs> you know, well, I, I ain't going like, to get into all that. I can say what I grew up on, but I, I can... The era that we grew up in, 
you had to have album-worthy music because music wasn't so abundant as it is now. Like, when we came out, you you got an album that it took months, sometimes a year for it to come out, and then um, what ended up happening was, once you got it, you sat with it for six months to a year before you got another one from that artist. Mm-hmm. Now, it may be somebody else who come out and, you know, they did it quarterly, so you might have somebody who drop in September, and you might have somebody who drop in July, and they may be nothing alike, but at the same time, it kind of filled in the gaps of what you were looking for substance-wise. Right, right. So Jay-Z might come out in September, well, he was usually a fourth quarter dude, so he's usually December, January, you know, well, January's the first quarter, but November, December. The summer. Yeah, so you got people who gonna light up the summer, and then you got some people who gonna round out the year. Mm. So, and that all has to do with the frequency of music because during the summer, music is more up-tempo. We're going yeah. out, we're cooking out. Show when the legs. time is, you're a little bit in a little bit more lower register, you're yeah. in the house. Hoodie season. You know that the locks made that making, famous. Making babies and all that. Making love music during the winter might sell because you're in the house with your lady. So, Either you, my question is, what's the difference between a mixtape and an album? Me? The derivation of it? No, not generation of. I no, want to know the what's, derivation. Like, because he it? asked me, was there is there an album worthy? Well, um, now we're in the age music. of EPs. We don't even have mixtapes anymore, bro. They made they made mixtapes illegal. Okay. So, like, you remember Drama got locked up for making like okay. the, the guys we grew up on, DJ Clue, Case Slay, uh, Slay uh, DJ Green Lantern, and all that. There so, you go, Tony Touch. So, like, we came up in that era. Right, but so sorry. explain to me, DJ Clue. So explain to me what do you what, what do you think a mixtape is? Is mixtape is did he get arrested because? All right, explain that to me. All right, all right. I'll, I'll tell you the best way from my perception right. is that it was kind of like playing around in your house. Like if you rhymed over an instrumental, right? Mm-hmm. It's free. It, it was nothing to it. Yeah. Mixtapes came from all right. Let's rhyme over people's instrumentals because it don't cost us nothing. We're sharing it amongst ourselves. It's kind of like burning CDs. How that right. became popular, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But then what happened is the government, however they caught wind, I don't know how, but what ended up happening is that they started putting cases on people for doing okay. what was created in, in okay. our homes and in our all basements. Right. The money. So now money. what's happening now is that they forced people. They, they it was copyright infringement. What they really didn't have to enforce. It's like getting somebody for jaywalking, basically. So what's the EP? A EP? They're doing this, it's the same mentality, but they're using beats that aren't other people's beats no more. So now okay. I'm taking a producer, creating a, a smaller experience to create the same type of vibration, okay. if, if that makes any sense. Okay. Wow. So, so my thing was, what I see now is a lot of people who put out albums, sometimes their they're EPs, I thought they were mixtape because they would say such and such mixtape, right? But their EPs be better than their albums, and I don't understand that. That's true. And another thing to add on with EPs is that contractually, it, a, a mixtape didn't count as towards, like, you was in a contract, right, and you got to drop so many projects in XYZ amount of years, EPs count towards that now. Mm. So instead of dropping a 12, um, a 12-song project or album, if I put out two, EP, two EPs, or if I drop EPs quarterly, instead of mm-hmm. putting out one album per year, I can drop four EPs and cover the same ground and okay. get credit towards getting out of my contract. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Some people work harder in the EP because you're trying to get that attention. Two, because you get one shot. You're not putting out four or five songs. You're putting out one jump. Mm-hmm. So you come hard with that. So you got to keep that, that consistency going as an artist, you know, if you're going to drop. Because 
to me, like what I was getting to and what we really was discussing to have this subject is to me it's, it's just a cycle, B. I remember back in the day we all have they had 45s. The right. 45s to me is just a basic track that they put out and everybody go buy that track. You right. know what I'm saying? Before even full-fledged albums came out. You know what I mean? Wow, to man. me, I don't think they say that. I feel like it's the same thing. It's just digital. You know what I'm saying? What you think, Tom? I don't know, I'm just listening to y'all. <laughs> Can I say something though? I think like, you asked about mixtapes and then album material, you know? It's like when you drop a mixtape, all right, bro, bless. Yeah, bro, all right, man. When you drop I mean, a mixtape, that's like sparring right. a little bit. It's just showing people you can box. When you huh. drop the album, you showing people you can fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mixtape is just like, you just rhyming a little bit. Like, you know, you just rhyming on the beat. It ain't really no thoughts. You just rhyming. The album's supposed to be yeah. well put together. Your album need to be well put together, and, and it need to be a puzzle. It need to be a big, a big picture that yeah. comes out. Man. So that's basically your definition of an album. You yeah. Know what I'm okay. Like so, a book. All right. So, how do you feel? How do y'all feel? I, you know, I'm gonna clean it up. You know what I'm saying? But how do y'all feel? Like he said about how the last probably what four years of how they're putting albums out. Like, it's, no it's a lot of albums out here that need to be dropped, but the artists haven't mentally committed. To, a lot of dope artists don't even know that they that dope right now, in my opinion. You okay. know what I'm saying? Like the ones that I would really like to see good bodies of work for, I know that from what I've heard in the snippets, or what I would say is in relation to the EP versus the mixtape, the EP gives you a, a peekaboo effect to the artist. Like, if the beat might be dope, you know what I'm saying? The um, sonically might be just what you want, but all right. So, like, the, I brought up Summer Walker on uh, the previous podcast that I spoke on. She dropped the joint. She got like 30 minutes, thir- I mean, 30 song, 30 second mm-hmm. songs on the joint. Mm-hmm. It's just enough to give you a taste, but like, all right, well, what if somebody wants to go further with that? Mm-hmm. Is this what you build? This is all right. Well, I take the res- in my mind, I'm gonna take the response from the EP and build up and. All right, take the feedback from yeah, that and so put that on the album, you, right? What you're really saying is the EP, the EP is basically for promotion for the album, mm-hmm. right? All right, so look, when, when we was coming up, right, mm-hmm. they used to have CD singles. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times there would be a, a radio version, yeah, there was I got an you. instrumental, yeah. and there was an extended version, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, I got you. That's what they've done now. They're, they're taking that to... All right, well, it does, I don't even know what the longest EP is. I think maybe the most no, I've seen I, I, is I eight. got you. It's just that to me, all right, some people's albums, they might have a, they might have eight albums, right? It's probably one that I could be like, and I'm just, I'm speaking of a certain artist. It's like one to me that I was like, that is a classic album to me that he put his foot, he put his foot down and that's, he's saying that I'm here in this, on this particular, I was an R&B artist too. And, but his EPs, his EPs, or it, I feel like his mixtapes is was better than his albums, all his albums to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we about to get happy in a bit. You know what I'm saying? But to me, um, so that's why I was I feel like some people's EPs, I felt like they was mixtapes. Right. Be better than, and it, to me it's like, and it be those things, there's no promotion, they just throw it out there. And I'd be yeah. like, yo. Yeah, and that's like, the dope part about it. I, I think really right now we're going through I don't think it's been perfected because I don't even think they really realize that it's so parallel to what what it used to be. But what's happening is, is that it's finding a, a track for balance. All right. Do because you, we're trimming the fat off the meat, really, okay. at the end of the day. 
do you feel like because we've been like the whole thing with this is you know you had the reel the reels you had the a track you had cassette tapes then out and albums and then you, you had cds and now you know i was watching a podcast and it was like one of the reasons they made cds was because it was so cheap and then they knew that everybody was gonna go back and buy you know when they had albums they went back and bought all cds that had those certain people you know what i mean like thriller every week thriller was selling forty thousand units because people was going back to buy those CDs, Another you know what I'm saying? So do you feel like with all these streaming services, the reason why the music is not, because if you like a specific artist, right, and they throw it out there and they're connected to Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, that you're going to go to that and you probably listen to it for probably, what, two or three days and then you pick the songs you want and make your playlist. Do you think that's why they're putting out music so, so, so much? Yeah. Because well, when you buy an album now, you buy it one time. Yeah. You don't go back But now you don't even yeah. have to buy the album Like if you subscribe to the streaming service That's what, what I'm saying You can right. play it whenever you want As long as I you mean, pay your bill every That day. also ties into people signing with these major labels Because you don't need the major label to make the music But you do need the major label to expose you and market it And those major labels have connections to the streaming people That's going to stream and play the music so those are some that's one of the benefits of signing with the major people absolutely but it's a marketing machine right so but the con is when they promote you and, and stream you like that they're gonna get all that money up off of you mm-hmm. they're gonna give you something up front but oh. then they, that back end is gonna yeah the back end is what's gonna eat you up so it's like it's pros and cons but you really make your money off the off the performance right? shows yeah shows yeah. that's what a lot of people word of mouth you put on a good show and it's gonna constantly keep. Okay, so the tour, you put on yeah, the tour, yeah, the tour, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm talking about you saying to you tired or you play to you. Well, you know, uh, funny enough, I just heard another conversation off record today. They were talking about festivals because we've already seen that you know people who you can put out one album like old school, mm-hmm. Frankie Beverly, Sade, people like that. Might drop one album And they've been touring For the last 30, 40 yeah, years spoke, Right Tom, The um yeah. Was it The rock and roll group uh, What was it You saw me um, The Eagles Was it Queen Or something like that No 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 It was, it was somebody uh, It was somebody else. It was Kiss. Kiss Kiss There you go Yeah Kiss Kiss um, People that have Kiss made, really didn't have Good album They might have one good album One but iconic then, album But they toured so much Because they just Kiss Yeah You know what I'm saying So they, now they over With the, the, the millennials I will say Because it's not really it's a handful of us involved, yeah. like our, our generation. But um, what they, what's happening is now they've curated having festivals. So you got Rolling Loud, you know, uh, Lil, was it Lil Wayne got his joint, uh, Made in America. Like, festivals are the thing now. So, like, instead of having a tour that's going on year-round, we have one big event and clean up. You know what I mean? So it's more effective to do it one time and charge a, make it a bigger, it's not just, a, like, the music, but... It's a greater experience involved because you come stay for the weekend, you eat the food here, you get this, you know, people are coming together doing other things that right. are that are not related to the music, but it's a vibe, you right. know what I'm saying? So, there you go, yeah. it, it's a whole experience now, because now instead of, alright, we're somebody's coming to Richmond, we're going to go out to the show tonight and go home and go to work tomorrow, no, we're taking off for the weekend and we're going to L.A. and lose our mind and have the best time of our life. You know what I mean? Right. So it's weird. So when you when these festivals, right? Like, all right, let's say like right now, with all the new artists and what everybody's doing, like what? So they're making the most money being on shows, right? Yeah. Basically, right? So what do you think they really trying to come? What are they trying to? Like, I think every generation was actually trying trying to do something. Like, what are they trying to do now? Are they trying to put the best product out there? Or are they trying to? Or do you feel like? 
like in the 70s, man, I, what I, from what I see, it was good music, but they was trying to really find what's the next big thing. It was like the I closing think they or transition. Know what the thing is, the transition is something. You know what I mean? Um, just real short, I think they've already found their thing as far as their thing is being accepted. They're ha- having their accept- expression accepted. Okay. Because there's such a gap between us and them. Like, we have children that are in that age range and siblings who are in that age range, but we haven't really done our responsibility as reaching back and showing them that it's okay to be who they are. Yeah. So, like, okay, in the 50s, um, it was, like, you know, a little bit of gospel, a little bit of uh, rock and roll just started and, and the jazz beat. Right. So... In the 60s, it was a little more freer, right? You got Woodstocks, you got that. And then in the 70s, it was disco. It was all about the... The, the fever. Yeah, the fever, the... The nightlife. Right, and, and the drugs, and the, you know... The nightlife. That nightlife, the <laughs> sex, and all that All of that stuff. is still there. Okay, it was and hot. in the 80s, it was all about hip-hop. It was about, you know, um, big hair. It was about, but they all have different sounds, right? So in the 90s, it was about, you know, it had, it was getting a little bit, a lot of hip hop, but then we started getting rap in it. Because really that's when rap came into the play. Yeah, and then, and then, um, you know, like in the 2000s, that's where I get lost. In the that's 2000s. where the creativity spawned. The children, the children that are out now, those are the kids that came from that 2000s era. Most of them were born in the late 90s, early 2000s, and now they're new adults. Well, but that's the thing. In 2000, it Sorry. was it was, it, it was basically a repeat of all those what we already knew. So now we're talking when we're going into the future, right? In two years, there's going to be a new sound because every 10 years we have a new sound. So. What is our going to be our new sound? Well, no, we can't say what it is. I just got finished telling Tori before he exited the room. He was asking me about trap music, and I said, think about it. Well, trap music was, to us, 2004 to 2006. The hardest thing coming out in trap music was probably Gucci Man and Waka Flock at that time. And then these guys called Migos came out with a mixtape. It wasn't an album, it was a mixtape to bring it full circle, Sean. That mixtape is what we're living now, almost 10 years, well, a little, you know, probably over about seven years or something like that. But it it wasn't that anything happened, happened bad. That's what he was asking me about with go-go music, what happened? I said, go-go music is popular in DC. Go-go music was popular in rap music until LL Cool J came out. Junkyard Band is from Southeast Washington, DC. They were signed to Def Jam Music Group as well before LL Cool J came into play. If you go back and listen to a lot of those old, older rap songs, they're go-go influenced via Junkyard and Trouble Funk, who was with Curtis Blow. So what? you believe in that this is gonna be the it's, next it's a, it's a juggernaut. Next one. Yeah, right. like some, we don't know what is coming. It's just gonna happen organically. When, when the two, I remember, um, early, like early 2000s, maybe late 90s, um, Cash Money came and they had a little dude by the name of Lil Wayne. And I literally remember my, my cousin telling me that Lil Wayne was going to change the game. So about what, 05? 04, 05? Probably really 05, right? And that's when Lil Wayne came, and, and he really changed the whole sound of hip hop at the time and music. He just did. He just did. Um, he just did uh, 
the where's the Orange Bowl? He did the halftime show at um uh, for Clemson and um and somebody help me out here. Well, oh, Clemson, oh, Alabama. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm gotcha. He's just a hand, but he when you see here hip hop now and these young kids, he is the one that. Run that genre of music. And you also got but, 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 Yeah, but he's the one. He's the one. Once he hit, because I remember, you know, and this is when I changed. I remember talking to a young dude at um at this grocery store. I was like, I was like, so who's the best rapper right now? He said Lil Wayne. He was looking at me in my face like Lil Wayne, and I was like, really? He ain't blink twice. And then, I, but you know, this is what I'm saying. When he said that, I was like, man, you tripping, Lil Wayne? Man, he won, blah blah. blah. But at the same time, I had to remember when I was young. You know what I'm saying? And you had those older dudes because we keep thinking we keep having these certain guys who's supposed to be the faces on the mountaintop of the best rappers. And you're supposed to be, nah, man, generation, it's, it's 2019. Hip-hop started in, 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 in the 80s. Baby. Ain't no glue in the seats of hip-hop, bro. That's how I feel. And you, if you young, if you young, you supposed, that's that's the beautiful thing is that hip-hop, they didn't even think it was going to be what it, what it is. And to see my little brother who was 18 years younger than me he in his room, he got his headphones and he nodding his head to whatever he listening to. And that's just, to me, that's wonderful. Right. Because he listening to that. That's the beautiful thing of it. Word just up. like if you have a rock band or a go-go band, that what they doing? Oh, they downstairs in the basement practicing. Word. Or, you know what I'm saying? That's the beauty of creativity and beauty of music. I remember in the 70s, I'm sorry, y'all got me going, I'm going to go. Right, go ahead. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember we were just having a conversation with probably one of the best albums ever wrote when we was talking about King R&B was a guy by the name of, of Marvin Gaye who basically, I think they said 8 or 12 hours, wrote the whole album of what's going on. And he basically was telling a story about what the soldiers from Vietnam said. His you brother, his brother, his went, brother. There you go. His brother was right? drafted, and he just. And then that opened the door. That transition opened the door for people like Shout Steve. Out After that, Stevie Wonder took over. And then the, my aunt said she used to just sit back, and they used to, you know, they used to have these big speakers and stereo systems with reel to reels and eight track, and they would put these big headphones on. You was a player back in the day. What you doing? Listening to Jermaine Jackson and the eight track. <laughs> I'm saying they had the headphones on. Well, let me listen to it. And then put the headphones on her. You see what I'm saying? And they would just sit there and just li- sit back and just drift away listening to Stevie Wonder. Yeah, my and daughter then, liked that. And then you go back to like late 80s, that you know, you know, big, big box. I'm just saying, man, like hmm. a lot of stuff that's going on, we done seen this before. Right. You know what I mean? I got something just a one little a little add on. My grandmother was talking to me, like within the last year, and she was explaining to me, like the importance of music and radio yeah. and television yeah. being incorporated. When we grew up, we pretty much had a TV. Like, well, well, our age group, we was lucky to have a TV in the living room. Everybody didn't have TVs in the bedroom at the time. You didn't have cable. If you had cable in your living room, you was Gucci. But where we come from, you was lucky to have, you know, game consoles were just being created, so everybody yeah. didn't have access to these things. So like I was as I was talking to my grandmother, she was explaining the fact that they came from not having a TV and yeah. the whole family being in the house yeah. and they listened to the radio all the time and it wasn't even music on the yeah, radio they all the watch, time. Listen they were listening the to people talk. Yeah. Like as as we we are able to do it right now, but they were just trying to hear people talking something other than what was going on, you know, around the way. Oh, yeah, it's just, it was a mental escape, just like what you were saying yeah, with the young right. lady with the headphones. Like, right. it, it gave me a yeah. vision when you said that. Yeah. Well, when, when did we get to the point where we, if, if somebody is able to lay something out on the beat, right, or this, this, and that, when did we get to the point that we started judging their creativity? 
You understand what I'm saying? Remember back in the day, I was watching Fat Five Freddy, right? This was this is Joe MTV Raps. He's in he's in a, 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 a underground sewer, and then these two dudes who actually changed hip hop in 1989 by the name of Daz Effects, because everybody after them rapped like them. Right? I figured if I'm, I figured if I'm, right. I figured if I'm, they was in the school and they looked weird as can be. And I knew he was looking at him like, oh, so this is what y'all doing? He never hated on anything because it's all creativity. I don't understand why we get to this point where we got to well, the point we judge. There's no soul in, in, in the music now. And that's part of what you're trying to say. Yeah. There's no soul in the music nowadays. None. If we have more soul, more creativity will come out of the music. I have the to gyro, disagree. The gyro gaps between what you guys were talking yeah. about earlier, the yeah. gyro gaps all had a difference in music because it was different voices. Y'all can put that one in, in the middle. It'll be good because I can hear KD real good. With Nah, you good, bro. Just leave that right there. There was different voices and different uh, stuff being said at that time. Right now, let's just talk about the hip-hop, okay? The hip-hop right now is still talking about the same stuff we grew up off of in the 2000s. Nothing has changed. It's still talking about drugs and all this stuff like that. Yeah, it's time for a change. Changed. It hasn't, but the, the thing is, is the responsibility of the people. When we were teenagers, we didn't reach back and make sure that they didn't have to do the same thing. We left them. So that's why they're singing the same old song, because we didn't fix the problem. Yeah. I got one for you. They're victims. They're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what I they, to, they did what we're doing. They're, they're trying to man. duplicate it, but it will never what, be the same. What I try to do, when you think of the 80s, right? You Like, I'm just, I'm doing rock. Because I'm trying to give you a different place so you can see it from a different place. I remember um, I, I wanted a, a heavy metal band was like they toured for three years off a big album, and when they came back, it wasn't they wasn't popping no more. It w it was grunge, you know what I'm saying? It was a grunge style like like Nirvana and stuff like that. And why is that? They basically those dudes listened to all their music, but they were kids from their music. So what was their parents doing that made these kids be so unhappy and be so aggressive? You see what I'm saying? It's I'm in no disrespect to you, but I think a lot of the, that's what we really what I wanted to do with this is that I think as older people we we really judging these people we, we forget that we was like them. We was like them, but it's time for them to have their own voice. They are having their own voice. If you're not really to the whole thing, this is the thing. If you're really not listening to the music, see, I went on the road and really was listening. And I'm listening to this young man, and he is a rapper, and he made me like it because his his energy was so good. You see what I'm saying? Okay. And I hate to be getting old, you know, the parents, a lot of our parents, like, man, I don't know what they talk about. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To, to the West Coast, let me be honest with you, too, a lot of times, a lot of, like, I'm from the Midwest. So, I, once a lot of West Coast came, because they used a lot of old samples, they really wasn't listening to a lot of hip-hop. So, they was doing, a, they was using Roger Trotman, they were using a lot of soulful samples that made them. Funkadelics. Yeah, they was using those Boots samples. Collins. Exactly, but it was still different. They they switched it up and made it their own. Yeah, but they did, but they that just but see that's the problem. Also, a lot of these older dudes won't even clear the samples for them to do that. Wow. You know? I mean you also have to think about where they are right now, right? Because anybody with a phone can do a mix on their phone and lay out a a rap or a beat or something and post it the next second. Yeah, things so change. So there's so much out there, you know, and it's about 
Nowadays, it's not even about the quality. It's about the quantity and how you get it out. And and if you have so many, yeah. and then suddenly you're going to be famous. And that's not the way it's going anymore. Can I speak on that? Because this is the first time I said something like, all right, so... Even though, like, you from the Midwest, right? And back in the day, they took, like, old school samples and made them into records. It was, that's an art form in itself because me and him make beats, right? And sampling is hard, you know what I mean? To manipulate a song that has already been recorded and change it up and chop it up into pieces and create it and make it into something new. See, that's why hip-hop started, because we didn't have a live band. We didn't have uh, keyboards, and we didn't know how to play all of that. So we just chopped up samples and made our own beats so we can rhyme over top of it. See, the old-school hip-hop, the way we learned, we learned from a certain blueprint. It was certain formulas that you had to do, and there's no formula anymore because everything is just done for you. Right. The but progression of technology has created a, a microwave a, a blueprint. But at the same time, though, at the same time, like so, for an example, Grandmaster Flash and uh, 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 who was it? Cool Herc. Cool Herc created the DJing. You know what I mean? So the techniques that they created, now they put them in a program yeah. and made it easier for you to do it. So that's a good thing because now, you know what I'm saying, like we can mass produce yeah. things. That, and that's, what, what, that's what I'm saying. Quicker and ourselves. It, yeah, and it's, it's, it's gonna and that's how it's gonna take some time. But like man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I listen to music and I'm a really an R and B guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I know hip hop and I got that ear for something I know you can't market. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not not negative. I'm never judging anybody's creativity. You know right. what I'm saying? So but for me, I never really sat down and listened because I'm still listening to the same stuff. Man, I feel like listening to this. Yeah, I feel like listening to that. I'm, listening I'm really not. Nice, I'm not sitting down and really listening to what these, with these um, young kids listening. But when I was on the road, I had to, because this dude is driving, yeah. and I'm sitting here like, I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, did you like it or you hated it? But I have to like because I'm a hip hop head. You go, kid. You gonna what you think about that little baby? My one boy. Oh my god. What do you think about that little baby joint? I just like he. First time I met my dude Donovan. Right. This is what I heard. I just bought a hand. <laughs> I'm like, and he got so hyped when he was doing it. And I'm sitting here like, okay, how come I feel like I'm in the, feel like I'm back in the back? So if you don't calm down, I just, you know what I mean? This goes back to what I was saying about individuality. It was by, it, in the, uh, Illmatic didn't happen Man. by happenstance. Yo, that, he was born a, into that situation. Yeah. His father was a jazz musician. He grew up with that. His father let him and his brother drop out of school early to create. Huh. I don't care if y'all go get a job, but you can't go back to school where they're not respecting you properly. I know your value. Look, look. So that's what those type of situations spawn that creativity. It wasn't just that they was sitting at home rhyming because they was dope. The hardship made them dope. But a lot of these kids, dog, having a, a laptop now is just like having a cell phone. These kids, a lot of them not living hard. There are some that are living hard, don't get me wrong. But the majority of these kids got a laptop and a cell phone, so they still got a way out. We we had to read or write, you know what I'm saying, and get it out your head. Uh, even if you, that, that don't, even, even if you, it's still, people still got problems in their mind and still got such and such. So it about just living, man, Illmatic, be honest with you, Illmatic was a very important album, and they knew he was a bad boy. And they was like, look, he gonna get the best producers, he gonna get the best this, he gonna be bad. Because New York was still trying to win. Let's just be honest. What year that come out? New York was winning in 90. What year that came out? 92. No, it didn't. No, it 92, 93. 92? 92, 93. Right, it was 92. Saying, I remember him being compared to Tupac. 
They was talking about he was the East Coast. I remember that. Nas wrote that album West Coast, when he was 15, B. Cool. But at the same time, so, I remember a lot of people put their money on. in there because they were trying to get it to win. Exactly. So look, that's what that's 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 He had the best producers. Did he not have the best producers? Correct. Come on, let's be real. Hold on, man. And he needed an East Coast album. And he gave him what everybody wanted. That's Correct. All right, but you heard what I just said, right? He was 15 years old. What did you ask me before? About young and old, you know what I'm saying? The young dudes, he was 15. What did you ask me before? So think of, no, I'm just saying, nah, like, just yeah, bring it in full circle. Yeah. Like, the, the, young, the young dudes that's making music now versus the old music. The yeah. old music was the young dudes that, oh, yeah. that we holding on yeah. to. The dudes that we praise, oh, that we praise, really. Nas was breading because I was just watching a movie and, um, it was Roxanne, Roxanne, the movie yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And she was teaching him how to how to flow and how to have his material right. You know what I'm saying? She right. was challenging she him. She was like, come back, you know. When, when you ready. When you, you ready. know what yeah. I'm saying? When you ready. You she know knew he was nice, but she just yeah. didn't want him to. But he was important. Like, people, when you, it's like, it's a, I'm telling y'all, man. It's a, it was a passing of the torch. Yeah. Word. Because MC Search found him and all these. And, and they took him up there and all for, that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Female rap, not, yeah, not to get sidetracked, but. They don't get enough credit for that era, dog, because it was dudes riding around yeah. listening to the song Pepper, yeah. Roxanne, Shantae. Yeah. Like, it was hard at that time, yeah. and the females was very dominant at that time in rap, man. And a lot of people don't talk about that. When I'm, like, I, I remember, okay, I'm going to go here. There's a story that, um, you know, in the 70s, you know, Rick James um, saved Motown. Okay, like that's what he did. A lot. Like in the '80s, he did a lot of the music for Motown, mm-hmm. and he um, opened up him was was uh, Prince. So they said the way you know how Morris Day treated him. You're saying Rick James opened up for Prince? No, 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 no. Prince opened up. I'm sorry, Prince opened up for oh, Rick James. Oh, Rick James never opened up for anybody. Yeah, I got you. My bad. Yeah. Give it to me. I hear you, Jimmy. Oh, okay. Don't do that shit to me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, but what I'm saying is, I listened from the first album until Purple Rain when he shined. He had to find his he had to find what his sound was because my favorite Prince album was Dirty Mind, and that's because when everybody he wasn't really selling records. Was Dolly Nikki on that one? No, that was that was uh, that's Purple Rain. You see what I'm saying? So Dirty Mind, you was with me when I really listened to everything, and I was like Purple Rain. He really captured. He was got more aggressive Mm. and, and. and Rick James was like, you know, you play too soft. You need to go hard. And Prince was real smart, so he soaked up everything. Then he stole his synthesizers because Rick James had the best keyboards. Mm. He stole his keyboards, and then he used them for, I think, Dirty Minds. That's that album, and then gave them back to him. But the way he, he sculpted that character for Morris Day from Rick James... You know what I'm saying? So what I'm getting to is, even though you saying they don't have soul, they trying to find themselves. But it starts from the older generation respecting them, so they can keep moving. Word, that's what I was you saying. saying? Like, Sometimes you they you, already dog. You gotta catch. No, they, but they, they have. Gotta they have their own identity. You gotta catch. If you go back and look at the '90s, the early '90s. Now I'm not talking about the late '90s where everything was hard and like everybody that's was. Why. That's why they go look at way. the early '90s, dog. We wear wide legs. Shaq, even Nas, if you go back and look at them, everybody had on baggy, crazy clothes, Carl cannot, it was colors. Everything was expressive, bro. Like, nobody, <laughs> it was it was probably 30 different rappers back then, but nobody had the same flavor. My Uncle Sterling said, what's been in these streets gonna be here, they've been yeah. here 400 years, and it's gonna be here 400 
more. Yeah. If you go back and look at all the pictures of your grandparents, dog, if you have any, I'm not saying this for that, you know, I don't know situation with people, but guaranteed, dog, if you go back and look at all the clothes that your right. grandparents wore, something is relevant to right now. Like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. I have this. That's, what, that's might, really what I'm saying. It might be a little tighter, or it might be a different way, but or even the haircuts. I seen when I was probably 10, I was at my homeboy's house, Andre, and Lord, he had a picture of his brother who was like 10 years older than us. He had a high top fade. Mm. I thought I had the only high top fade in town. And this was how? But what? they was in Germany, oh, in Germany. before I was what born. Year, yeah. Like before you was born? This was before I was born. Oh, like the shit. picture was, yeah. I was probably like 10 or 11 at the time, but the picture was on the wall when they was in Germany of what I'm doing now. And I'm like, damn, I thought I was the only one, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and if I go back and I look at the pictures of my grandparents and how they dress now, like the style has always been in us, man. Yeah. So right. yeah. it's, it's, it's ever changing. There you go. So it's the the, the width and the length are going to change, but the style is ever present. There's always going to be plaid. There's always going to be polka dots. However you feel about it. I just stated that, you know, there's always a cycle and it always comes back in one way, but it's just maybe a little bit different. But vintage is cool right now, you know. But how is my... I think it was easier being in music back in the early times. It's harder now. Why would you say that? Because it's of the exposure. I really, it's like uh, somebody is Justin Bieber can make millions based on his TV or on his computer at home. Hmm. And everybody has that aspect. Every, you know, this generation growing up saw that. So they think that they can be it. So they're just putting out stuff, you know? It's harder for people because of the quantity of it. You have to really, really go look for somebody to, to be, you know, to find a really good somebody to be labeled. I think it's harder. If you walk down the street and you see, like, back in the day, you might see one or two people singing, right? But if you walk down, you gotta take, if you take a little walk and you see 20 people singing, you're gonna get tired of hearing people singing by the time you get to your destination at some point or another, especially if they're not that good. Everybody's not gonna be as talented, so that we're in an overexposure moment, which is kind of a great thing, because what Tony was saying is that we didn't come from that. Like, this hip-hop is basement and mom-and-pop bass, I, right? I just disagree. I'm sorry. All right, that's, no, no, that's no, great that you disagree. Yeah, disagree but let me, just, let me because, get this thought because, out, because what's gonna happen is, is that through the oversaturation, it's spilling into other lanes, which is gaming. Like, now these kids are, they're, they're taking the oversaturation from the music and they incorporated it in video games and they got different situations that they learn how to monetize through. So like, it's not bad, it's just, it's the old game now. You know what I'm saying? We're 40, well I am, I must not speak for everybody else. I'm 40, so, it's, it's kind of dope to see, like, all right, well, where do they go now? Because we've all had our back against the wall before. But at some point or another, question? I think 
now that I'm on a couple of streaming sites, I know when the new music come out. And if it's up, it's upon me if I want to listen to it. I don't think, I, I, me personally, I don't think it's oversaturated. I think it's always been this way. Like, I, I'm always going back in the day. Everybody back in the day was trying to play an instrument. I'm just saying a little bit. When I was young, everybody was trying to play an instrument or be in some singing group or some band back in the day, right? And they was all sing on the corner and all that type of thing. They was always going to a talent show and all talk and even talk about they, they trying to get a deal. And even real rappers, they, oh, man, we've been doing this about a year and a half, man. We should be able to get a deal. You know what I mean? Now it's to the point that have actually helps them out where they can pick the songs they want out. They, you know what I'm saying? They can create it how they want to create You know how many artists, man, that was real inspiring artists that actually probably had OOD'd or killed themselves because they felt like they was trapped? Like they was trapped and they couldn't really express their self-creativity like they like they want to. So I don't think it's oversaturated, man. I'm like, man, like I can't I mean I could make a nice little pocket, but you know, I can't really do music like that. I, I think maybe the word that I use may have been No, 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 I'm just saying because no, no, it's not, it's I, I, you I feel guys, what you're saying. I agree that. with what you're saying, but I think maybe the word that I use well, the oversaturation part, I think what it is is now that everybody has a cell phone and that's the way that we we don't listen to music in the car no more or we don't listen to music in the crib no more. So that's changed. So our music experience has become having Bluetooth headphones or earbuds now. So everybody don't have a whole lot of time to consume music the way that we used to. So that's what I mean. Like everybody can press a button now. You know what I'm saying? Just because I can sing a little bit doesn't mean I should. All right now. You know what I'm saying? Come on now, Amy. I'm just, I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but you know. No, be mean. <laughs> everybody thinks that, that, you know, the truth is everybody thinks that they can sing. And they can, but some of them shouldn't. <laughs> hold, hold on, y'all. The waitress just asked if we want some more to drink. I'm about to ask, I'm going to tell her I want some more I need drink. one too. I want to pour this wine I got in my book bag, but it might be a camera in this bitch. I was talking to John early on the ride here, and we was talking about how the medium has changed. Like, we used to listen to records. We used to listen to tapes. We used to listen to CDs. And if if my tape broke or my CD got scratched, I had to buy another CD or buy another tape. And, and that was the hustle. Or find somebody that was the hustle. to, you know, burn it. And niggas ain't had computers but like that. Niggas ain't had CD that, burners that, that like that. That was the hustle. You feel me? And now... People don't buy music because they can just download the junk, the MP3 from whatever, YouTube, whatever, and it, music artists not making money from their from their music anymore. And therefore, when people are like streaming music or they're listening to it online, you have to keep hitting people with more and more content because they're bored. Everybody has a short attention span. It's microwave, right microwave. <laughs> remember back in the day, like when R&B was out, like the whole, like you might listen to a sound cook John it'd be like 10 minutes long mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it it held it held your attention because you can ride to it it was smooth mm -hmm. like now everything is just like once you realize that every all that stuff is yeah is they go together like exactly and we don't have a short attention span being from DC because we grew up on go-go go -go music and we in there we like pocket, we could listen to a pocket beat go on for 20 20 30 minutes yeah and dance <laughs> Man, you know, you also got to look at the fact that 
It's not bands no more. It's not nah, real bands. You know, when you're in a real band and you play a certain note or you playing a certain riff and the crowd is stuck, you can keep on doing it. You can look. You can turn the. You can turn around and tell the band, "Hey, let's stay right here." You feel me? So, so basically, what we're saying is that we wish that that because that we had some younger kids that basically would put out music that uh, we can connect with. Because we really, we really I, I can't connect to them. I was trying to get to my point. Go ahead, huh? brother. It's not real bands. Yeah. Think about Summer Madness. The first two seconds. No, I got you. stuck. Bands die. Look, bands die. And then it. Like, once you hear that, you like, oh, snap. You didn't. That's because. There's we, no more of that they now. They'd rather have dudes dancing. It's just putting them on the track. Then bands. <clears throat> again, this is what we created. It ain't even that. It's just like. And now about what I'm talking to the club. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Bang, bang. Ah. Gang, gang. I bought a bagella bus gobble. I will got this bus gobble. I bought a bus gobble. I think I would be more upset because I see a lot of people from like Jersey and New York doing that same style. And that, that bothered me when they should have just been to try to make their yeah. best music. <laughs> I think that's what really messed up and made it over, oversaturated. Because I'm going to tell you something. Them young West Coast boys is coming. Oh, yeah. They, they coming, man. Oh, they, they got crank. their own little sound. That Bay Area crank. Play. They got their own sound. The Bay Area crank. I, I don't even know if I can mess with it. You know what I'm saying? I like but I see what the they're West doing, side. and I'm like, watch oh, they about to come for them. That yeah. West Coast, Boogie, West Coast Boogie, is... Who? You from Compton, uh, West Side Boogie, man. West Coast is a hard 808, yeah. high piano, snaps. Boom, boom, boom. They like to party out there, Jones. And you know what they do? They're not like this. They don't want to hear what they say. You cut this shit, they jump. Remember, remember Crump dancing? Yeah. Crump dancing? Now they're rapping that way where it's not on beat. It's it's be the the space between. Uh huh. They wait. They I, yeah. I like Crunk back in the day. Yeah, and that's because Crunk was like Go Go was call and response. Yeah. If you don't give a fuck, like we don't give a fuck. Somebody let me see you say, eh, eh, eh. you know, everybody, the whole crowd. Is everybody want to feel important. Yeah, man. I remember the Ritz back in the oh, day. Young man. <laughs> second we go. DJ Animals and Fat Cat. Young. Bamas be ready to fight in that joint. Young. They like, ho, 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 hold the music. We hear some people on this side say they got people, people on that side. Man, oh, and put on the show. And then they Remember yeah. when you used to be in them shows and you walk and you had so much fun, you don't forgot everything that you done did. All <laughs> yeah. Your baby mama tripping all the other and you, you seen her in there, but you had so much fun. Right. <laughs> so you take all your stress away. Look, look, you got the nice <laughs> joint on that joint on your shoulder, you done right. sweated out. Right. You done lost 300 pounds, so you about 150. Yeah. <laughs> you done lost so much weight, you just feeling good. Your whole shirt day, sweating. Man. Now everybody go day. to the club and play the wall. Or or they pay $300 for a table with some bottles just to post up with them Jones. You know what I'm saying? All and night that's long. What I'm, a lot of it's our fault. Yeah. It really is. It's our fault. It might it's be really our fault. Yeah. How, you, how you figure it's our fault, though? Because they want to be like us. 
And then at the same time, we would judge them like they judged us. Yeah, you got to. And gotta, then they trying to, I could do that too. You got to let them live, man. You got you to gotta let young people. I think it's our fault for supporting the system, like for paying the $50 to get in the club. Yeah. And the $300. Because if we don't pay for it, they ain't going to charge us that. Right. But that was the only out. I mean, we really didn't yeah, have a whole lot of us coming up. You, you so was born in, you we said, the late 80s, right? The in the early 80s. In the early, I was yeah. born in 78. So, like, when Nintendo came out, my parents didn't pay the Atari. When Nintendo came out, I got Nintendo. But back yeah. then, all they needed was one. They didn't have to get no more. When Genesis came out, I had to get Genesis. Yeah. And I had to, when, um, six, you know, 64, I had to get everything that was new that was popping. And even, and then every shoe, every time something came, we had to get it. That's our generation. That's our part. And they did. The, they they ain't doing nothing but doing what we doing. But we was broke though. We we had it, but we had like one. We had one good thing that we wanted, and the rest yeah. was stuff that we needed. Yeah. Now yeah. these that's kids what, now they just saying. parents just because give we, them stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They because they're the trying to compensate for what they never had, bro. Like they didn't get it themselves. We got a little bit, so it's like we don't. You always want to make yourself better than your kids. Like my mom, she always provided, made sure that we had everything that we needed. But, but it's but. cool to compensate for what we didn't have, but keep that lesson going that you have to earn this. You, have to earn you can't it. just. But, you know, a lot of us don't even We don't even have that ourselves So we don't yeah. want our kids to that's feel that, the burden that's the real issue. We still experience a lot of times yeah. You know what I'm saying like we, A lot of us still trying to figure it out My daughter, I reward them for the good things that they do If they're getting good grades in school If they're doing their chores If they're listening to their mother Yeah, I'm going to reward yeah. it Because you're doing a good yeah. job You're doing everything that I'm asking you to do Without hesitation Now if you're right, not right, doing right, what you're supposed right, to be doing yeah, You're not getting this, you're not getting that You know what I'm saying A lot of us are possibly might have been in, especially with the Vietnam War, all those different things. They really wasn't wasn't around, so we had to deal with whoever was around us to teach us. So we just trying to do, well, we want y'all to have this, we want y'all to have this. You know, I remember I had, I was the only child, so I had a lot, but yeah. I was never like, I want that, I want that. But they would just give it to me, you know what I'm saying? But then I still never really asked my parents, I want that, I want that. I've never had a pair of Jordans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I was like, I thought it was ignorant to ask my mom and dad for a hundred pair, hundred pair of shoes, but I didn't see my friends that had to have them. I seen, you know what I'm saying? And luckily, like my brother does it. I don't know where he got it from, you know what I'm saying? But he found a way to make sure he had a pair of Jordan. Don't worry about it, we gonna leave that alone. Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying? It's like, they, what they end up, they, well, I will say this, like the young generation, they're gonna figure out a way to make it happen because they trade, they doing little things like that. They tired of saying, oh, I sell it to you. I sell, you know, man, man, I got these, I sell them to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they trade, they might, uh. They All might right, so I got some to bring it to back to money. the music. I'm sorry. Okay. No, go ahead. I was getting ready to say that what you were saying about having the, the, the bridge between the old and the new music also. Mm -hmm. What you just said about with your brother, like where he get it from. Like I got something that me and my son do. I have a, a streaming platform that I use, right? Mm -hmm. But I created a playlist. Yeah. And he and I share that playlist. Yeah. So even when I'm not listening to to what I want to listen to, we both add to that playlist. Word. I'm so, happy you said that. So you like, know what I'm saying? Like, like, that helps me. When I'm at work some days, I just go in his playlist and put it on like, shuffle. Like I said, I'm And it'd be a lot of stuff I don't even know nothing about. But I'd be like, all right, I like this, and yeah, I don't yeah, like it. You know what I'm saying? saying? It, it, it give me a, I, a leg up. I did that with my brother, right? And he younger than me. So it might be certain people that, like Future, at the same time, you know what I'm saying? And he was doing when I was looking, I was like, who is this dude? And he's so hype and so happy. And I was like, man, let me see who this dude is. You know what I'm saying? This like that's like one of his first joints. So like, like I like August, August Alcina, right? I like R&B music. 
So he was like, Sean, I think you would like this. You know what I mean? And it started for me playing the music. Like, I remember we used to, um, on BT used to have a joint. We always had live shows, and Flip Mode was on there. You know, and Flip Mode Squad was on there. And they would do cha-cha-cha-cha. He was like six, seven months. And I didn't know he was watching the TV. I'm driving, and then when he did cha-cha, he started dancing to it. You know what I mean? So I put that in him, and like now, if it's something that he know I may like, he'd be like, Sean, you should check this out. Sean, you check that out. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was telling John John, though. It's very important, like, outside of music to pay attention to the people that's close to you. Because a lot of times, it's the, it's the subtle things that people do around you or they let you into their world. They're not telling you, but, you know, they, they really showing you who they are subliminally. You know what I'm saying? So... And you a spend time with a lot of people, bro. It's, it's, it's good to pay attention to what they listen to, what they, the smells that they burn or, or whatever like that, yeah. because they really giving you an inside track. But a lot of people, we don't know how to speak on it because a lot of the way that we was raised, you know what I'm saying? But like John, he's a very good person on, on um, picking up on yeah. what's going on around yeah. at the time. Right. Like Jay Z, when he did um, his first album, before that he didn't rap that. He didn't rap like that. It took some time for him to he get like the to where Jesus. he needed to be. You know what and I'm did saying? Yeah, he rapped. And that was like I said, though. Yeah, he was though. You know what I mean? It took him a minute to get where he needed to be, and then now we have that person. You know what I mean? And sometimes it just take. They gotta try stuff. They gotta get it until they can get where they need to be. So I don't know. I know they're being creative. It's a lot of dudes, man. Like I like Kodak Black. I love the way he flow, man. It's so. I just love, I was like, man, I, it's hypnotized me. You I know think what I'm that the newer generation is not about the bars and the flow. It's about the vibe. Like, what I mean by that is, like, the beat puts you in a certain type of mood. And, like, they might just be like, oh, no, 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 yeah. Uh, no. yeah like, yeah, so it yeah. might get you hyped and yeah. it might get you lit. So oh. it, they don't even really got to be saying nothing. It's just the feeling that, like... Think about it. If you can take Go-Go and the feeling that you get from Go-Go and encapsulate it in a form that is rap and have a certain type of feeling to it, but you ain't really saying nothing, like, what would that sound like? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I guess... That's why they call it mumble rap because, yeah. like, you can't freestyle. You ain't got no talent, so yeah. you just mumbling out how you feel. Yeah. And now it's a vibe because yeah. it's almost Hey, man, hold on. We, we forgot about James Brown, though, bro, because he was the creator of that. You know what I'm saying? It's a vibe. It's not about what's coming out your... I think that's what we got focused on dealing with rap because rap was about the lyrics, right? But before rap... We had funk and soul music, which was about a the spirit. Yeah. It's a vibe. You know what I'm parties saying? back in the day. What was it? Uh, the dude that um that uh, Cool Mo D ate up in a, in a freestyle um, joint. It was Easy Mo B or some some dude. I was watching this joint, and they was like, this dude used to come in and just tear the party up. He was like like being at a go go. He was a head mic man. Busy B, Busy B, right? It's the same thing, B. Go out there, he just go with whatever the beat is and make, you know what I'm saying, and get everybody hype. It's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? These young kids, oh, that's tight, the beat. You know what I mean? They just hum it to it or just whatever. You know what I mean? Like James Brown. Well, I can tell you, my son is, all he's doing is rapping little beats and he's a, you know, and, and you know, like acapella, you know, that, that sound.
down. You don't even need a man anymore because on down the phones, you know. The progression of technology is amazing at this point. Yeah. It used to take 20 years to get what to where how you speaking on your son. It used to take 10 to 20 years for adults to get to where they're at now. And, and, and it's funny because all the producers that we grew up with that we felt like was geniuses, they're so lost. You know that? They so lost because I'm watching Timberland, except for Pharrell, because Pharrell said, I'm just going to make music that make me happy. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think we just territorial over, yeah. like, I think every era has some dope shit that happened that people are never, like, my uncle, he swear to God that the mothership has landed in South Carolina. It's still there, you know? Yeah. Like, he don't want to hear nothing That's else. That's what but changed me. Straight when up. When I seen him. And his homeboy listened to the funk of Dallas and hit Nate Lee. There you go. Right? I said, I will never judge these young dudes again. Right. And my hair start growing back. Holla at me. No, for real. But, like, it's I'm laughing ahead. while I say it. But I at the it. same time, it's dead serious because even, like, if I if I ask my son right now who the hardest rapper right now, he probably going to say somebody that I think is a sucker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not off of his music, but just, like, personally, like, this person does this, 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 and a third, but you're only listening to what he does for you sonically. You're not judging him as a person. You know, not that you should judge him, but you're not looking at it from what you should be looking at it from. Like, you can't support somebody I, I, who rapes children and yeah. and take that joint seriously. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I think we should start looking not, at not speaking on nobody in specific, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. I think we should start judging producers. I think we I think we look at the the the, 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 face of the music so much. <laughs> But sometimes if you got a banging mixer and banging producer, maybe we should start judging them because they the ones sometimes. They're the curators of the, of the making sound, these bro. really um, on point. I just, I think that we're just going, we, we, we evolve. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Us as a people, you know, we evolve in everything. Mm -hmm. Whenever somebody, everybody copycats everything that we do hands yeah. down. You know Absolutely. What I'm so with us, you know, having the jazz and then having the R&B and then having the rap music and now we got mumble rap or whatever it is. So we're the, we're the, we're the most... Uh, copy. Yeah. I was going to say the most duplicated right. all over around the so world, dog. We're once, the number once, one once source of... Once we're copied... Then we move on to something else. Yeah. And then we make something else trending. We yeah. keep on going with it. We keep yeah. on running with it. And everybody chases after us and what we do. But so, you know why we are ever changing is because we're never fully accepted. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So we always have to create something yeah, exactly. new. Yeah. We can make something right, out they, of learned, they learned what we said last week. Let's change it up. Right. So, that's like being in jail and you know what I'm saying? Us making swords. Then word. now Marcus Stewart is making money off of it. That's you know right. Saying? There you go. Big wow. Right. And once we once we accept that, like what we talking about now about these kids, right? And the stuff that they doing, we understand they kids. Right. And eventually you out? Oh, okay. Um once we do that and accept, okay, they doing that now. Support them. And then watch them move forward. Okay, I'll give you six nine, right? Mm. I seen him on the Breakfast Club. Mm. He was trying to express certain stuff and they was dissing him. Mm. Then when he came back almost a what, eight months later, right? He was different, hair certain way, look, look, he a millionaire now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even though, regardless, whatever, I'm just saying in general. And they respected him. And it was to the point now, like, look, you are very important to this culture right now. Right. You got to pull back on that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, you You got to pull back on that. Right. Because we see where you're going. Like, he had just did, um, I think, the breakfast uh, uh, concert. And he wasn't allowed to be in there. So Envy snuck him in. Right. Cardi B was closing the show. And he ripped it. Like, it's like, okay, he the one got these kids out there. You know what I'm saying? So, it, 
but even though the parents played Soulja Boy, I remember when Soulja Boy came out and hearing Snoop and people dissing. It was all 4XTs and tennis shoes, yeah. They said, Karis want to ask him, he said, man, who did you look up to? Who's your favorite rapper? He said 50 Cent. And this is what, 05, Because that was in his generation. Right, that's his generation. And Karis One got to look at it like, wow, because, bro, you came out in 83. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, I just think we got to be a step ahead. You, we know we move fast. We know we create it. So once you do that, maybe some of the old heads get with them and, and and respect them, and then something can come out of it. Right. I think a lot of these producers. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Dr. Dre did a disservice to a lot of people. Why you say that? Because I feel like, for instance, I feel like <laughs> the, one of the kings. Word is born. I'm a little West Coast dude. So to me, one of the oh, kings. Shit. One of the kings. Of Cali is E40, and E40 should have had an album produced by Dr. Dre, and I think that's wrong. Straight up, E40 spoke on that. I straight up disagree. <laughs> Why you, you, disagree? you can all day. Nah, fuck that. Nah, nah. Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm an East Coast dude all day, but for what he did to revolutionize gangster rap with his beats alone. You gotta give him respect. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him respect, but I still think he should have done an album. That's like you been from where you from, hey, man. Down, and then a nigga from Let Petersburg. You, Go-Go went really national when they when they took Sprinkle Me and put a Go-Go beat to it. Come on, bro. I'm being honest with you. I have people calling me, oh, Sean, you heard that Sprinkle Me? They got a Go-Go beat, will it? Lil John had a Go-Go song, so I have people spoke. hitting me on MySpace. Remember MySpace? Yo, you hear that Lil John joke? MySpace. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> E40 was independent, independent for the lows, even though it's a stupid yeah, job. Like shit. King of Cali. Like he wanted, he came out about the time N.W.A. did. You know what I'm saying? He should have had an album produced by Drake. Hmm. E40 spoke on that. Somebody, he was on live, and somebody asked him about yeah. that. And he was like, you know, Dre ain't never, you know, holler at me, but luckily he's been fortunate enough to make hot yeah, music without him. music, yeah. I mean, I'm not I knocking think, it. I just, for me being a hip hop head, I would love to see a collab. That's what I, that's how I look at it. Like, okay, this dude got to a point. I would love to hear him or such and such being in the in the in in studio together. You know what I mean? What would come from that? And I think a lot of those dudes like Timberland and all them. I think they need that. I think they somebody outlandish go. They get in the lab together and then they put out an album. We are still buy it. And guess what's gonna happen? These young dudes is gonna buy it too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel E-40 on what he said, though, because, like, um, like you don't really necessarily need a Dre. You're going to keep continuing without him, but it'd be dope, you know what I'm saying, to have that. And you, you pay him homage, you know what I'm saying? But, like, mm -hmm. at the same time, you got to keep the wheels going, like, because I can't let another nigga's success hold me back from doing yeah, what yeah, I got to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you know, my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I would have loved it. Yeah, you know like I mean? I'd love to do a Joan with, uh, I don't know, uh, Wale. You know what I'm saying? Word. But, you know, for the culture. But yeah. at the same time, I'm going to keep doing me. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. No, no, I got you. I got you. But yeah. I, I feel like... It, when somebody brought that up, I was like, wow, they never yeah. done a track or anything. And I just thought that Dre was Dre didn't do a, a beat for a lot of West Coast niggas that's yeah. dope. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like... I think that I think the mambo sauce is getting real hot and sticky around this. Y'all niggas whispering and shit. Y'all ain't even trying to see what's going on. I'm about to turn the mic off. Never let me out. Fresh out, ain't nothing to go back. Shout out Mr. Commodore. So sticky, little head on the finger. 